custom shirt always... I know. Uh, so I have to be able to cross Is this that mind. thing where we're recording already? Ooh, Miss Thing. Ooh, Miss Thing. Of course it is. With the, with the um, I'm sorry, but, but I just ha- had a story show up on my news feed. Nude girl buys horse, shoots it, then resides in its corpse. Why the fuck are we talking about that? I don't know, because I just saw it, and it's crazy. Because this world is the freak show. Oh, it's kind of apropos, isn't it? It's kind of a pros-pos. <laughs> Accurate. Unique New York. You, you know, know you need freaks unique. in New York. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather, blue leather. Welcome. 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 To carry on episode 15, a.k.a. Uh-huh. season 2, episode 3 yeah. of Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. I'm Alec Wells. I'm Kat Knipe, and with us today... Mr. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you might recognize Mr. Pussy's voice. Matthew Scott Montgomery. Hey, guys. Not Mr. Pussy. Not Mr. Pussy. Nope. Great to have you. Nope. As and then always. hopefully have you again later. And again, and again. And Friday, and Friday, and Friday. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm Charlotte. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, this is Matthew's first time back on the podcast for season two. It's true. It's not a lie. I was hesitant about <laughs> joining tonight because... Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't know how I got this in my head, but I've always had this understanding. It's like with Buffy. For me, there's this understanding that Beer Bad is the worst episode. Of Buffy. It's just <laughs> yes. like it a, just because it is, and like, I, and we love it. Yeah, I mean, kind of thing. But I just had this understanding that the Freak Show is the worst episode of Sex and the City. I'll it just watch doesn't Beer get, Bad eight hundred times before I watch the Freak Show again. You know, this is the first time I've actually sat down and made it all the way through. Yeah, because really, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase, Please. like give you the tea. Yeah, yeah. Like, cut to that Cordelia chase. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me that tea. What What really just like grates my cheese about this yeah. is mm-hmm. the hoodling, tootling, calliope <laughs> circus music. I'll insert I a little right here. Stand it, sir. I cannot sir, understand I cannot. you. Samantha felt like she had walked into a funhouse, only it wasn't particularly funny. Ew, that See, I hate so that. I can't disgusting. stand it. I thought Zebo the Clown was going to come out. <laughs> no. I wish. I'm going to have nightmares He's less tonight. of a freak than some of the guys who saw this episode. It's true. You're absolutely right. Hey, Zebo. The- the music is so dissonant and terrible, and that stupid plonking tuba. Plonk, plonk, plonk. I can't stand it. And you know why? I don't even because hate love it. I just don't like it. It's yeah. the it's opposite of the best of Sex in the City, which is like sexy and fashion yes, forward. It's just and the yeah. clunkiest, hokiest. You know what this episode is? This is Carrie's column about the French fries. It's the one oh, column that yes. was it's kind of men a bust. As socks. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. that. You this know what I mean? column socks. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. You know, it's the yes, freak show. It's it the one is. that's just a total clunker. This yeah. this episode is Bunker the freak Bob show Bob. of Sex and the City episodes. Yeah. Like it's just not it's any bad. good. Yeah. Um, but oh, you know, I, I appreciate it that we can now rail on it. Um, yes. This episode aired June 20th, 1999, yep. a smack dab in the middle of that year, uh, directed by Alan Coulter, who is completing this, what is it, a hat trick? I don't know, sports. 
Um, this is the third episode in a row. Yeah. The first three episodes of this season have hat been directed trick. by Alan Coulter. I don't know sports. It was a hat trick of sports reference? I think yeah, that's when you just like a do a trick with a hat. Thing. A hat <laughs> trick is a, a basketball thing. thing? You guys, I don't know. What is this, the basketball podcast? <laughs> of course it is. Um, this episode is written by Darren Starr <laughs> and Jenny okay. Bix. Who is, uh, listeners to Carry Six On may bits. remember that she accidentally followed us on Twitter and then on early us. on and yeah. then, and oh, then t- unfollowed us. Um, but we love her anyway. She She's executive produced a lot of episodes as well. So it's interesting. She's she's worn a lot of hat tricks. Yeah. Mixed <clears throat> metaphors. The opening of this episode oh. um, as oh. Matthew, I We get some stock footage from old, old time New York. We did. Manhattan. For millions of our forefathers, the gateway to hope, opportunity, and happiness beyond their wildest dreams. Today, that hope is still alive. It's called a first date. On Saturday nights, every restaurant in Lower Manhattan resembles its own little Ellis Island. Hordes of single women crowded into a hot, cramped space, hoping to make it to their final destination. The state of matrimony. And you pointed out how you, you made a joke that was appropriate because you basically said like in New York yeah. which is how every single episode and then of she made it goes Manhattan yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, what I realized is the opening of every Sex in the City episode is like every episode of Showtime's Gigolos in the oh. sense that <laughs> and only that with the openings of the episodes say. in that if you watch Gigolos it it does not matter what episode you watch or if you've never seen an episode of Gigolos before. They will fill you in because they always on every the basics every, of every interstitial character. or like interview portion with the Gigolos is like, man, being a Gigolo is not what you thought. Even it in was. episode twenty of Gigolos, I'm yeah. like, you've told me this twenty like, we times get it. now, oh, and we're that still being watching because we just want to see your dick flop. But <laughs> did you ever watch any episodes of Gigolos? No, but you know what I thought of. It's really of? fun, actually. Yeah, you, have you guys watched Desperate Housewives or are familiar with Not Desperate Housewives? Not since like season two. Or Desperate something? Housewives, I when didn't... it was really good, I like binge watched it a few years ago. It, it does this thing that's really, really good. Where it um, there's a voiceover at the beginning and end of every episode, and mm-hmm. it's by the oh, dead sh- woman. Yeah, I forget yeah, Mary her. Alice Young, and mm-hmm. she starts off, and it's really, really well written show, and it'll be like family. Family's the thing where blah 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 blah, and like they talk That's about, right. and yeah. they start it off, and then you watch the episode, and then at the end, it's like usually some sweeping sad thing, and some montage stuff's going on, and then it goes family, Restate. and like it comes back, and it's always like perfectly full circle. Like yeah. you might feel something a little different about family yes, than you, re- you did at the top, and of you the and you really appreciate at the end of the episode how what happened in the episode stayed in the theme of what Mary Alice Young brought up at the very beginning. Yeah. So it's so fantastically done. I feel like, and I love Sex and City till I die till. I'm literally mm-hmm. 12 feet under, face yeah. down. People are pissing and on my grave. <laughs> but I feel like this one just was that big old yeah. clump the, with the yes. Manhattan at the beginning of Manhattan at the end. Yeah, it yes. was. And and this, I feel like this is, um, you would never see in later seasons them trying to generalize a concept like that again. And I just feel like this is, it's like a monster of the week on like X-Files or Buffy, but not in a good way. Because it's trying to capitalize on like Manhattan. What a crazy city, huh? And I wrote down great voyeuristic episode, not because it's a great episode. It's just that 
I feel like for, for women in Iowa who were like watching Sex and the City yeah. in 1999, they were like, what's this wonderful world of Manhattan? Like, I've been married to my husband for oh, 10 years true. and I'm only 22. Yeah. But these women are on the <laughs> island of Manhattan. No offense to Iowa. I what, never what? thought about people who have never been to Manhattan watching yeah, this show. And yeah, and I, I think for a lot of people who watched this show, Manhattan. it was, for me, Sex and the City is at once Escape specific. But also voyeuristic. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's specific, but also general. Mm-hmm. So, what I mean is, for women who've never been to New York, it's voyeuristic in the sense or that... Men. we yeah. Or men. For anyone who's never been to New York, you... They get to go, ooh, what's the city like? Yes. Wow. And, and they get to a peek in on that. At the mm-hmm. same time, they can relate to some of the, the more general concepts. Well, it's sure. twofold that okay. way. And, and especially with this episode, people who have never been to Manhattan can see what a terrible episode of television would be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's what's really nice about it. Totally. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. We'll have a new episode. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) So um, the episode, uh, you know, just in a general sense, if you haven't seen it, and I don't blame you if you haven't, and there's really no need to. I don't recommend it. If you haven't seen it, what a freak. Um, But basically the general, the, the, the thematic construct of the episode is that all men in Manhattan are freaks. And the, each of the women in the episode uh, run into one, perhaps more, different kinds of freaks yeah. in the episode. So when we open the episode, we're with uh, Samantha. Right. And Samantha's with a cute lawyer. Harrison. Harrison. They have some witty lawyer banter yeah. about sexual harassment. Right. And then this is what I find, this is what's immediately off-putting about this episode, mm-hmm. is that it starts in on what I thought would be an episode-long storyline about Samantha's age because he says something like you fit the profile mm-hmm. most sexual harassment cases are brought by older women I'm sorry no offense but come on what are you 40 41 and this obviously irks Samantha and right. she retreats to the restroom to recompose herself. Right. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're like tackling. Is this, this the first idea. episode where the age thing with her has been brought up? I don't remember. I think it is. Yeah. I do think it is. It comes up every now and then. Yeah. yeah. But I think this is the first time where it's stated out loud that Samantha is older than the other women. Right. They don't really capitalize it on it as a. Well, I mean, I guess her storyline does sort of fishtail into that. Well, it's just later, but not in this scene. It yeah, make sense. I mean, she freshens up and then she comes back, and we get the uh, you know the joke payoff, as it were, right. that she can't find him. She, Samantha opens the door, and there's Harrison his in Christian like a Grey cedar red room. chest in his, but room. it's like yeah. a red closet. Yes, yes, his den of iniquity. It looks like and I'm too sexy room. by right. Said Fred is playing, which which yeah. is kind of amazing. Yes, that's great. Um, and my uh, whole thing is sorry yeah. to cut you off, no, but please. like. One thing that irks me about that this whole scene is how did he get in there himself? First of all, but yes, second, don't you think like Samantha would be DTF? Like, don't you think probably? She would have and I wonder if she didn't go ahead and sleep with him after because she just no. Let did us she not leave? forget in season three that she opens a, a club that's like a dominatrix club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's there I don't, with I don't, the whip. I, I have forgotten that. That's in La Douleur Exquise, which is towards the La end of this exquise. Exquise. season, but. I don't no, remember. She, like, she I'm not now. I'm like, did I pay enough attention? I she don't did know leave, she, and they made a joke left. about okay. like, 
I think she would have oh. been DTF if he hadn't said that shit about her age. If he hadn't gotten the award for ass hat of the year by telling her but she was an really older woman. But we're really splitting storyline here because are we talking about Samantha being old and then she sees him for being a freak? Yeah, it's exactly. bad writing. That's what I mean. What, I mean, if it was just an excuse to get her out of the room, right. which I'm assuming that it was, it's like, well, you really fucked I mean, up and now. And also, yeah. is, he, is he that much of a freak? I don't, maybe I'm no. I don't, no, 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 I don't think he is. I think in 1999 when people, when that's kind of like a foreign thing, I feel like in 1999, a lot of people still, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a lot of people still thought of, like, S&M as, like, a gay club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a like a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, gym teacher kind of thing. Oh. I always thought of, like, S&M as, like, a Matrix thing. Or, like, <laughs> a training Well, that was 1999 as well. people wearing, like, black trench coats. And black oh, sunglasses. Okay. What's going on under the trench coat? Yeah. But this guy is, uh, I guess I just, they didn't give him a name, but I'm calling him S&M guy. But I agree with you, Matthew. Wait, I no, is it, is, oh, you mean his freak name? Yeah, they didn't give him a freak name. They did not give him but, a freak name. Because I wrote down all the freak names. Got but it. he, I just, I agree with you. I don't think it's that weird. It's just kind of like a thing yeah. he's into. And especially, and I guess this is an essential difference between 2014 and 1999 as far as, I mean, I wonder what that would, what, is there an equivalent is it, today? Because is it that, was it that big of a deal back? I, we have no I don't idea, know. I, guess. I don't know. I, I mean, and I wonder today just, if they had to write I just, that. It's not the Samantha that, I, if, the, if what we're saying, what they're trying to say is like, ooh, this is too freaky for Samantha. Get out right. of me this freak's yeah. apartment or like right. whatever. Like, this is Samantha, the woman who like, took Viagra to see what it would do to well, her. Well, and I think, I guess I, I Come guess on, it's just a missed opportunity because I think I don't know. I think Sam, who hadn't just been insulted, would have been totally into it. She would yeah. have been fine. But with then it. that's where I get to like split story. Yeah, it's right. just why stupid. Why are we calling him a freak then? If yeah, he's not a so freak. So Harrison about? says, "Slap me," yeah. and then Miranda slaps us in the face figuratively. <laughs> yeah, she does with her proclamation of the theme of the episode, which is all men who are single over thirty are free. And Miranda yeah. says, "This is why I don't date." Since when does Miranda not date? She oh. dates. Yeah. I just think that's weird. She makes this grand statement. This is why I don't date. All men are freaks. Okay. Darren Star. I'm so I I want to take us back. I want to take us back to just yeah. the opening monologue really sure. quickly. Take me there. Because I, I noticed something. Carrie's trying there are all these stupid puns about like coming to Manhattan and um, you know, Ellis Island and immigration and uh, mm-hmm. they're trying to you know, make this grand concept of like this. This is a land for freaks, freaks, yeah. people who are you know seeking asylum. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Where the final destination is the state of matrimony." Yeah, and uh, I don't think obviously that's not Samantha's final destination. No. Um, nor would I think it would be the. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking too much of as like a modern woman, but like I, I resent. The idea that every right. that everyone is that Carrie's there, MO either no, I don't think no. it is. I think she's just saying in general the women of Manhattan. But yeah. it reminds me of a line from the first Sex and the City movie where she's where she's hiring Louise Saint Louise from Saint Louis, whatever, whatever. But she says, "Why did you come to New York?" And um, Jennifer Hudson says, or you know, Louise says to fall in love. And right. Carrie goes, "I don't think I've heard someone say that in a long time." And you get the idea that you know. It's this concept I think of Carrie as like this this deep this person who's who's focused so much on love on you know like she says at the end of the series you know I want can't live without each other love we were yeah. just talking about yeah. it but she doesn't really say that if I'm not mistaken 
in all of season one slash, I mean, we we get it from her about her relationship with Big. Right. But it's not like in episode one she's like, you know, I came to Manhattan to fall in love. She says, I'm a sexual anthropologist. Yeah. Yeah. We learn from the things that happen that she's really obsessed with, like, being in love. But I just, um, I don't know. I, I guess, is that, I'm just wondering when... I don't know what I'm getting at. Are you getting I, hung up on the point. word matrimony? Is that what the, you're thinking? I, well, and I think I that know. that's an example of staying true to your character is more important than like having a clever line of dialogue. Agreed. When he says matrimony, that's just, not true to the story. I think what that, I think it's just a poorly written pun that's saying coming to stay a state of matrimony. Yes, right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Or maybe we were leading into Charlotte. I don't know, because clearly that's what Charlotte's looking for. Always. Yeah. I just think it was just kind of slip slops, right? Yeah. Maybe. Well, speaking of slip slops, Mr. Pussy. Ooh. So Mr. Pussy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what then Charlotte says. She's dating a guy, Mitchell Stein? Sailor. I don't Mitchell know. Sailor. Mitchell Sailor. Yes. I mean, here we go. Here's another Charlotte. She thinks she's going to marry the, this guy every single episode she has one. Yeah. I mean, but not every episode. There's always some wrong. guy. Which reminds me. Side note that this episode is all about the freak show, but aren't all the men that, like, especially Charlotte, has dated been, like, quote, that freak? Like, they could, yeah. many of them could qualify yeah. for this episode, including right. Ball Scratcher, Ball Guy yes. from the last, from Take Me Out to the Ball Game yes. from, from season two, episode one. Yeah. Like, he could easily belong this in this This is some episode. of the frustrating neuroses that we run into sometimes in the early seasons where it's literally just one thing. Yeah. And, and, but see, this is my theory on that, that as we grow older and date more people, we, we set up all these boundaries for ourselves. Like, you know what? I dated a person who never left Manhattan and they just were really pretentious about right. that. So if anybody says anything about that, yeah. that I date from now yeah, on, yeah, then, then you're totally they're out. gone. It's, and you, you don't, don't give such a them judgmental a episode. I feel like all, all, everyone's judging everyone. It's just like a judge, judge, judge thing, which isn't fun for me to watch. No, no. and it's not giving anybody a shot. And it's frustrating right. in that sense. But at least, spoiler alert, I know we'll talk more about it. The fact that. The more the reason why I'm not tossing down this microphone and stomping out of this apartment in a blind rage <laughs> is because Carrie kind of gets her come up into the end and realizes. She sure does. I mean. yes. It'd be one thing if the whole episode was like men are freaks, but when like the women are just in, impossible to please, you know, the guy does something wrong. But then at the end, it kind of comes full circle a little yeah. bit. So uh, we're we're at the, we're at some fucking book party. It doesn't even yeah. fucking matter. I want to point out are, that Miranda. They say the orders are fabulous, and then Miranda gets up and says, "I'm going to go get more shrimp." And that's the first time I've noticed this, but and maybe, Matthew, you can enlighten me, because I think you're the one who pointed this out to me, that throughout the series, Miranda, if you if you pay attention you to scenes her. where they're at, at, at any meal, right. Miranda's business is almost always having to do with the food. She's yes. always asking, can you pass the salt? The jam she has. There's always something she, doing a condiment some she needs. Yeah. And, and this is the first time I've noticed it yeah. in the series, and maybe it's happened before, it's but great, I love it. It's I, something yeah. fun I'm to watch Cynthia out for. I'm trusting that it's a great acting choice where she's like, I want something to do here. Yes. And that kind yeah, of thing. and she's like, I'm going to go get some more shrimp. Like, Miranda's yeah. always food-focused, but like... In a, I don't know. Who's that? Really Notions Eleven, who's eating it's in so every scene. Is, it, is Brad Pitt Notions Eleven? Oh yeah, that's right. Eating it in is. every single scene or whatever. <laughs> Cancel my rice pudding. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh come Ooh. on. So, uh, but go on. There's so some party. Mitchell. So Charlotte brings up that she's, uh, you know, she's going to go out on a date with this great guy, Mitchell Sailor. Yeah. And Samantha. Wait a minute. Says just that. 
that Mitchell Sailor is known as Mr. Pussy mm-hmm. um, because he really goes to town, downtown. Downtown Georgia Brown. Um, <laughs> on women really well. And then they retreat to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about this move to the bathroom oh, yeah. because it, it, it gave me Meeting a, in the ladies a, a room. subtle revelation, which is the four oh. women talking about really any topic, but especially when it comes to sex or yeah. love. I want to be in that bathroom with them. And that's what makes this television show work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, like, yeah, this episode blows. Yeah. But, like, that scene, just the chemistry between them. This is a great party. I just met the most amazing guy, Mitchell Saylor. When Charlotte really liked a guy, she said his whole name. It helped her to imagine their future monogram towels. Mitch Saylor? Yeah, do you know him? Oh, honey, I know of him. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Ladies? I suggest you join me in the bathroom. He's Mr. Pussy. Mr. Who? Suddenly, Charlotte's monogram towels were looking very different. He's renowned. He loves going down on women. He's so cute to be so nasty. That's disgusting. I told you there'd be something. He's a legend. He's just amazing at eating pussy. Would you please just stop calling it that? Oh, fine. Going down, giving head. Eating out? Never understood that. Shouldn't it be eating it? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You do do that, right? Of course. I just, I don't have to talk about it. The reality was, the only thing that went down with any regularity on Charlotte's dates was a gold American Express card. Forget it. I'm not dating anyone who's known as Mr. Pussy. Why not? Well, maybe I want more than that. Oh, sweetie, if a man is good at that, there is nothing more. Amen. Shows that succeed... You like the characters, right. and you want to be friends with yeah. characters, and you want to be in their life. Right. And I just thought, like, how lucky of that random woman who comes out of the stall and gets to talk to them for a second. Yeah. They really care about each other, yeah. and they're invested in each other's lives and each other's stories. Right. And, you know, they're having witty banter, and it's like... You see Carrie, like, there's a moment where Charlotte's like... Samantha goes, you do that, don't you? Talking about having a guy go down on you. And Charlotte goes, yeah, but I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And you, th- th- it cuts back to the rest of the girls. And Carrie has the most charming smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Like, it, she's just so endeared by Charlotte's, like, prudishness. And uh, I love that. You're, it just speaks to what you're talking about, which is yeah. th- these girls love each other. You want to be their friends. Like, they, they're very different, but they respect each other's differences yeah. by and large. Yeah. I I don't know who says it, probably Charlotte, but I g- agree that I hate the term eating out. It's just yeah. gross. It's like, and not even because I like think sexuality is gross or the the act itself is gross. It's the the actual terminology because it's like what what's coming out. Yeah, like, yeah. what's ha- nothing's happening that's out. Yeah, yeah. Eating out yeah. is like. Like you're sucking something out, and this, like yeah. some kind of Alec. product. No, I'm and sorry, I have may, to say it. Like, I don't think yeah. I've ever said that phrase. And this ever may, say it. this may be. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what you. this may be, but it also bothers me that Miranda's like, I've never understood that phrase. Shouldn't it be eating in? Because she's implying, <laughs> I guess, that men are putting their tongues in the vaginal, like in the hole. Yeah. And while I'm not saying that's not something that might happen or that people might enjoy. For the most part, that's not what's going on when oral sex on a woman is happening. It's focusing on I'm just I'm you know yeah. just like that clitoris right that yeah. that fig that that's open the, fig yeah <laughs> I hate that moment Ew. I'm so grossed yeah. out <laughs> I hate it um so anyway so so the, the Alec you mentioned there's a woman who overhears the ladies 
talking about Mr. Pussy and mm-hmm. comes out of the stall and she's like, are you talking about Mitchell Saylor? Well, guess what? I went out for, for, with him for a month and yeah. have fun. Yeah. yeah. And she's basically saying to Charlotte, yeah, I, I passed out when I came. Ooh. And I do think it's interesting. I'm not saying they're... I feel like I'm being negative Nancy, but I also... I get frustrated when there are sexual stereotypes that are perpetuated. Um, and in this case, it's like her... These ladies talking about and implying that this guy would be good at going down on any woman because women all like the same thing. Huh. It feels like that's what they're implying, but I guess what it could be is just that he is great at like listening and... Um, because because I, what I'm getting at is women are different. Like Every woman is different. Not okay. everyone's going to like the same thing. So you can't have a guy who's just like, well, I'm just really good at that. Because women are far more complicated. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just being too nitpicky. And like maybe he, maybe there I mean, are the guys who are just like here. really I mean, yeah, good. Yeah, no fucking idea. I'm just saying not, I'm just saying not everyone's great at that. And like if, you, I think to become great at that with Don't any you woman, you have to. Don't you spell the with your tongue? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I think to become great at that with any woman, just you just have ABCs. to be good at listening to what she likes and paying attention to her. And maybe that's what Mr. Pussy is good at. Right. I mean, he didn't gain his reputation by sitting on his ass, did he? I, I'm right. sorry. On his ass. But I have to imagine. is perfection. <laughs> I, again, this is like, I just want to <laughs> strangle Darren Starr with like a rusty piano wire. But his name. <laughs> that is specific. His it name is. is Mitchell Saylor. I mean, there are no puns on his name. It's That's never true. brought up again. Why like, is his why is name Mitchell Mitch Saylor? Pussy wet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Saylor, From Saylor. the old yeah, Irish a, pussy wet family. It was, <laughs> <laughs> was a lost opportunity. Uh, yeah, I've it seen was. their family crest, I think. It's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and a vagina, too. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what what then happens after uh, well, with, Charlotte's just, resigned yeah, herself with, with, to Mr. Pussy? With Mr. Pussy, the, the storyline goes that Charlotte begins to see Mr. Pussy. He starts going down on her. She's like, it tickles. And he's like, just relax. She does. We get a montage of her wimpy, mind-blowing orgasms. mind-blowing orgasms yes. where he's under either her dress going, or a blanket uh, or a uh. jacket. <laughs> Every time he's under there suffocating because yes. we all know that being under the blankets is comfortable for 45 minutes. Let me ask you this, which is, Matthew, you pointed out that her performance was less than stellar in that montage. Right. And oh, my question oh. is, do, do you think that was um, Kristen Davis being uncomfortable shooting the scene? Or do you think that, you know, where where might that come from? Because I think Kristen Davis is great. She's was, great. It was ADR, right? It, oh, it may have been. It could have been. I'm just choosing to blame it all on that. Sure. You know, some... Some Her facial expressions were great. Miscommunication in the in the ADR, not miscommunication. Yeah. It just didn't wasn't great ADR yeah. work yeah. or something. That's all I'm thinking. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, it I bothered see, I see me where that he's you're under. From, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like maybe she's trying to play it for comedy instead yeah. of taking it too seriously. Like because I was thinking that I was like, oh, is that Kristen Davis's O face? Is that is that like right. Is that, what, is that what she looks like? Is that what she does kind of thing? Right. Or is that what Charlotte does? You know what right. I mean? Kind of thing. Maybe she was leaning towards playing it for comedy and just kind of being over the top with that. I don't yeah. know. But what I thought was just so interesting was, you're right, like how she looked was fine, but then the voice coming out was kind of wimpy. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. But oh, she's having these amazing oh. orgasms, and she's in the sex haze, as Carrie puts it. She is. And she she decides she really likes him and tells the girls so. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think we have a future together. And yeah, Samantha yeah, yeah. says, Hang on, honey. 
You don't fall in love with Mr. Pussy. You enjoy him and then set him free. Which I think is really funny and one of the yeah. only great moments probably in this episode. Yes. Oh, sorry. And um and and Charlotte's like, mm, I'm, I'm Charlotte. I'm determined. I can make anything work. Yeah. These are this is me detailing her inner thoughts. And she tries to take mm-hmm. Mr. Pussy on a on a nice date and talk to him and talk and to him about camp. I do love that yeah. we never once never once hear this actor speak one word. Yeah. Which I think is no. really funny. He just wants to like, he just looks, at, they get the exotic fruit plate and he just It's so fucking disgusting. Yeah. And eats a fig out. The idea like, of him sitting at a sick. restaurant and him literally doing that <laughs> in her face sick. is so outrageous. What's amazing is that if that is his seductive quality, I'm yeah. amazed that he's ever had sex with a woman. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting, you know, the, whatever, casting, but, like, this actor turn around and not to have thin, like, villainous lizard lips. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah. Like this dude I did. think, you know what? I just had a revelation. What? Talk I actually think, because I was complaining about the casting, too, because he just seems like this kind of, like, mousy guy. But I just had a revelation, which is that it makes sense that he is just your average kind of looking guy. And he seemed, just from his face, I didn't see him standing next to anyone or, like, you know, a mugshot, like, you know, height thing. Yeah. But he seemed kind of shorter. Two Not that three. that means anything. I don't want to imply anything. No. Else. All I'm saying is, you know, you've got Tall, Dark, and Handsome, and then you have Mr. Pussy. But I, it, it makes sense to me because a lot of times... It, I don't, God, this is going to come out bad. But if people aren't the most attractive, maybe they have to work a little harder to get better at things. And, you know, because they, you know, like you hear people joke about really super attractive people don't have to work for anything. So maybe they're not even that great at sex. Yeah, totally. But someone who's a little more average looking has to, like, compensate. And then they become really fucking amazing. I guess specifically just what I was expecting was literally his mouth. You know what I mean? Right. Because, Mm -hmm. Because of course, that guy with big old lizard lips would be Mr. Pussy. Like, it would make sense, right? But he doesn't have that. Right. Well, no. yeah. Yeah. I was expecting those pillow tips. I don't I want it. no short tort man. No, you don't. Oh, boy. Itsy bitsy teeny weeny. So she tries to make it work. All he wants to do is eat that pussy. Sucking that fish. And so, of course, yeah. and true Charlotte fashion, there's that one thing. Um, or really just everything about this I'd guy. I'd say she was right on this one. She, she made I'm a good call. I'm glad that she let yeah. this one go. They weren't meant to be. So with Carrie, we get a small montage of her, um, like, navigating the freak show right. of Manhattan. Right. Um, first she Cue music. Look, let's be realistic. I'm only doing this docu-bullshit to earn a rep, you know? I mean, ultimately, I want to parlay it into the action movie arena. I want to make money. I'm not afraid to say it, okay? I love money. I would sell toilet bowls if it would make me a millionaire. What about the seagulls? Fuck the seagulls. Step right up, folks. Two vodkas and a $12 pasta buys your admission to see... The man with no soul. The first guy. Oh, oh, right. The first guy she she dates is a documentary filmmaker. And she's like, oh, this is so cool. He just did a documentary on endangered seagulls. Fuck the seagulls. And this guy doesn't (laughs) give a shit. He's after them dollar bills. And he's not afraid to say it. So uh, he. So he sashayed away he does uh-huh. yeah um because he was the man with no soul mm-hmm. again and this is like the plomping trombone Ooh, it's, terrifying a, it's a real music in me. the background yeah you want to lean a little closer maybe hear our entire conversation hey here's a better idea why don't you and your fucking girlfriend just sit on our laps during the movie then you won't miss a fucking word dick <laughs> Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, stand far away from the man with two faces. Second date she goes on. Is with a guy, guy that... With two faces? The, the character... It is the man with two faces who they're standing in line for the movie and he verbally abuses the guy behind them for literally existing. But because he was like listening in on their conversation, brilliant the guy extras had casting. Big ears, yeah, I noticed. Dumbos. He did. He did. Charlotte has a storyline later in the series with a guy who does basically the same thing. Who's like, yes, Teresa? you know, he, well, he white knights. He, he like gets knights. in a fight, but he's like, he's like Ivy League educated, handsome guy. Everything mm. about him is great, except he w- always wants to get into a fight. That's right. I and so I feel that. like this is kind of like. They reuse that later, but whatever. If Darren Star was on the Freak Show, he'd be the man who recycles stories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Come one, come all. And then the third, I guess this is supposed to be a joke because it's not a thing, but... Not only did Max have two million, he also appeared to have a lending library in his pants. Parents, please keep the kitties away from the cage of... The man who steals cheap used books for no reason. Um, it's a it? guy who... The man who steals cheap used books for no reason. Yeah, so he's a great guy, but he and steals books. And don't we see books. the same insert of the same pages of that book she's looking at over and over lazy, again? Lazy, lazy. Yes. It's just so deeply uninteresting. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and... So she's given up at this point, and All we men just are freaks. Men are freaks. Find her sitting uh, in, in a park. There's a really strange. I get why they did this production design wise, but if you watch it, every time we see Carrie out in the world, there's like balloons around. Oh my god, I right. didn't even notice. Yeah, but it just makes me think of Pennywise the Clown. It makes oh me god. think of it. Um, again, it's like beep, this beep, is Richie. what I. Another thing I realized about this episode, and, and somebody should do this. It's not going to be me, right. but um, you know Pennywise how it's the like. Clown? No, you know how it's like the Mrs. Doubtfire trailer recut is a horror movie. <laughs> I feel like you could take this episode and recut it as a horror trailer Easily. and it would totally it, it work. It basically is a horror trailer. Sure. Oh, yes. They float. Your teeth. They float. And when you're down here with me, you float! This episode was horrific. It's a dud. So she's sitting at a park um, next to a fountain and just the fountain. Like that's a big Matthew. What you're basically from New York. What's the name of that fountain? Because it's in lots of stuff. That giant fountain. I'll have to look it up. But you've seen it before. uh, The Mr. Pussy Fountain. (laughs) You've seen it before in a million movies. It's that giant fountain in New York. I think I want to say it's in Central Park. It is in Central Park. Years since I was in New York. So um, she's sitting at this fountain. Drinking um, coffee, sitting in her... This is a good opportunity, I guess, to talk briefly about clothing, uh, fashion in this episode, which I just wrote, Carrie Drapey Bag Lady Lately, Earth Tones, which is just to say that she's been in a lot of drapey stuff in at this episode and past episodes. very, very best, she looks like uh, Madonna, Ray of Light. That's you know being I mean? overly That's generous. That's being really, yeah. really nice. She's yeah. like the TJ Maxx version of Ray of Light Madonna at this yes. point. And the only other clothing or fashion I noticed in this episode at all was Miranda's super slick back hair. And I wrote Addicted to Love video. Yes, totally. Oh, um, it's absolutely. Yes, right. Anyway, but continue. Work. Carrie's dejected. I noticed her, um, I, I noticed her uh, knee socks. 
Her oh, she had rainbow bright knee socks. Right. She looked cute. amazing in that scene. Amazing. Yeah, she was very cute. Yeah. But, but Carrie's d- dejected. So, so Carrie's dejected. Dates. She's sitting at a fountain, and then alternate universe Paul Rudd is. <laughs> he's a, he's right a nice looking guy. Glasses yeah, he's and, cute. Yeah. He's um, got those '90s wire rimmed Harry Potter's, yeah. and that's fine. Reading a book, and they have a meet reading cute. rainbow. It is a meet um, cute. As as much yeah, of a meet cute, cute sure. you can have when your first line is rough night. Oh, I, know, I'm I thought not that sure was what, so weird. Is it, are what we is it, 7 a.m.? Does she look like a slag? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that was Is a, he assuming she's been out all night and not been to bed? I don't know. That was kind of... What time is it? I mean, bad how writing. Bad writing. But so he says rough night and it instigates this this witty conversation between Carrie and this gentleman. There's a lot of non-nose and non-date jokes. And yeah. We get right on to the uh, idea of, uh, you know, he doesn't date women because they're freaks and she doesn't date men. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Well, what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? But all in a very playful and, yeah. and flirtatious yeah. way. And in this episode, canonically, we <laughs> learn that Carrie has an unlisted number, which I always we like do. learning these little tiny things we about do. their lives. It's that they exchange their unlisted phone numbers, which is a very 99 so thing and not, means that, like, it's not, not in the phone book. book. That's yeah. right. Which do they is, have like another number in the phone book and this is their No, no it just means like, you can't find it. Means do you like you request know, to not be in the phone I guess book? Yes, you, do. you would. Yeah. You would. Um, this is something like... 21st century kids exactly. will never know. Like, our, our phone numbers are unlisted because they're cell right. phones. Like none of us have a landline. Her sitting there in front of the fountain, I was like, God, she must be so bored because she doesn't have a cell phone. Like, what do you do sitting right? in that fountain? Right, you sit with your thoughts. I mean, yeah. even oh. I always have a book with me. Like, if yeah. I don't have my phone, I've got a book. Yeah, how boring. And I always have my phone, but I've also always got a book. Yeah. So, um, you know, got they, they've got their witty banter and they give out numbers and they end up going on a date it goes very well it it's a non-date mm-hmm. and they they i mean again totally feels like a missed opportunity where at the end of the date she's like you know he's like i would go upstairs but this is a non-date and then he said and she says well can we kiss and he says i'll give you a non-kiss one more of those and i would have been out the window yeah and then proceeds to kiss her anyway. straight out the window yeah yeah um i'm so glad that 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 was not her mr big because for the rest of the series it'd be like this is a non-proposal. Yeah. This is a non-marriage. God. Um, so uh, all all is going well in this relationship. Uh, I mean, should we just wrap this one up? Yeah, I mean, going? well, so I, I think it's important to, to mention the whole Miranda intertwining, which I guess is one of the only good things about it is about this episode is that yet again, uh, we have finally in the series... An interweaving of storylines, like yes. Carrie invites Miranda along on her non-date right. with Ben, but who brings a friend. So it's kind of like a non-double date, mm-hmm. and they're walking through Central Park and they're having, you know, fudge sickles. And uh, and Miranda encounters cue music Manhattan guy, God, um, another freak. Yeah, this he's, guy he's is freak. just the worst. What he's a so freak. handsome. He's over thirty and single as so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> So this guy uh, mentions. I think it's weird that, not to have left. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please. Oh, so well, he just to set you up to say what you want to say. He mentions to 
um, Cynthia Nixon, and she was Cynthia Nixon in this scene to me. <laughs> she was great. She was um, snarky in this scene. Can I just say she's so good? She's she great. Like, she's a little too she's snarky really for me good. in this scene. Actually. She was very hardened, Miranda. She was. Yes. Well, this is. I mean, this is Miranda putting up those defensive walls. This mm-hmm. is this is what I'm talking about when I say you know people who've been dating for a long time they have all these small cues of yes. they think they're being strong and independent and they're like. This is what I've learned from my time dating. Right. I'm not going to put up with this and this and this. Right. But they shut themselves out to potential opportunities right. yeah. just because they think they're being true to themselves, right. but they're actually being an asshole. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna say I heard a story. Older women. I'm oh. gonna. Well, oh, she's so old. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. In defense of daters, because I haven't been in that environment um, personally, because I'm a serial monogamist, but. I've heard stories, mm-hmm. and I've heard recently. I heard a story from a Carry On guest, Beth Ninsel, one of my girlfriends. Shout out to Beth. One of my Squirrel few girlfriends. Like I don't have a whole lot of girlfriends, but Beth is great, and she was telling me about. I'm not going to get too specific because I don't know how specific she'd want me to get. But this yeah, guy no. who was a fr- sort of a pseudo friend slash acquaintance who she was trying to do the date thing with, who had come over to her apartment. Um, and her roommate was out of town, so it was just her in her apartment and this guy. Uh-huh. And he pressured her into him staying the night, except she agreed to let him sleep on Pressure her couch. Pressure guy. Okay. But then mm. Couch she, man. Couch man. The man who sleeps on the couch. But <laughs> then <laughs> she goes. <laughs> <laughs> but she went she to went her nightmares. bedroom and on second thought locked her bedroom door. Uh-huh, Guess who gave right. that rattle rattle in the middle of the night? No. No knock. No knock on the door, just a rattle, rattle, trying to open her goddamn door in the middle of the night. That is Now, I'm sorry, if that does not uh, harden you to dating, I don't know what will. So, I think in defense of people who Jesus. experience, that's like, a, a bunch of motherfucking weirdos. I literally just said does. that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> I literally just we said that We were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree with you that, that people will come up with, like, well, here's dating. But I do think, I can understand why people put up defenses because they encounter, and that's, like, that's not, like, this guy's a freak. That's, like, this guy's someone who might sexually assault you, which is yes. serious. Yes. And a subject which, incidentally, Sex and the City never really tackles, do they? It does. No. They don't. Interesting. Um, they do but, not. But so, anyway, go on. Miranda. Yeah, so Miranda is on a date with David Blaine. A non-date. Uh-huh. A non-date <laughs> with look David like Blaine. David Blaine. <laughs> so, um, That's great. And he's like, you know, I haven't left Manhattan in 10 years. And she's like, well, I'm going to Connecticut for whatever. In the country, and he goes, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah, he's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. He throws That's up disgusting. all over her. Yeah. yeah. In her mouth. Throw up guy. Basically. <laughs> and <laughs> and he's says, like, I haven't left Manhattan like, I haven't left Manhattan. Years. Why would you ever leave? Why would you ever go to the fucking country with those bumpkins? If I said I hadn't left Los Angeles in 10 years, wouldn't that make me a freak, though? You may if have. I wasn't you 90 years vacation, old. girl. Yeah, I would judge you and steal a book. I mean, shit, Matthew and I are cutting out of town this weekend. I know, hey, hey. Is- <laughs> um, hi, hi. So, Miranda hey, is hey. just totally Miranda. And as soon as he just gives... my cat. That's exactly right. Carrie She's, says, I have to feed out. it again. Didn't you... Didn't you already feed your cat? Yeah, and Miranda just... She's not even giving any fuck. She is fuckless. She's like, I don't care if they know that I'm leaving because he's a freak. And there are several things. This is going to be really existential, and I I apologize uh, apologize for that to the listeners. Please, I love existential. But 
But this is that that difference between filmmaking and things that happen in real life. So Miranda's like, I'm piecing the fuck out. This guy is an idiot. He's a freak. He's not, he hasn't left Manhattan ever. And she takes off. And it's a voiceover where Carrie's like, I don't even know what she says there. It doesn't matter. But what happens is we cut to Ben, Carrie's current beau. Right. And it's kind of like a dolly on his face as he's like smiling at Carrie. Like you can imagine like Miranda's walking away in this moment. Yeah. And it's a dolly in on Ben. I think Carrie's considering like, oh, well, if Ben's friend is a freak, does it make Ben a freak well, as well? Well, Miranda has said as much. Yes. And so we're dollying in on Ben and Ben's like smiling at her. It's in slow motion. He's smiling and nodding at Carrie. Then it cuts to Carrie and Carrie's still in her voiceover like, is Ben a freak? And she's smiling and she's nodding at Ben. <laughs> and I just imagine being a person watching this happen like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Well, Nobody's speaking. Well, Everybody's just freaks. nodding and smiling That happens earlier in the episode when Samantha asks Carrie, like, do I look old or something? Yeah. They're at that party. Oh, she takes the longest Carrie takes the beat. Long, and if that happened in real pause. life, yeah. yeah, it'd be like, well, I guess I'm a hundred to you. Yeah. I, guess, I, fucking I guess this we're question. supposed to assume because it's a TV show that like the pause didn't go on for that long yeah. because the pause only yeah. existed to give us Carrie's voiceover yeah. before she says like you don't look a day over 35 but it's up. the longest pause yeah you know the worst part of the date was Harrison actually thought I was 40 really really do you think I look 40 if Samantha's past four birthdays taught me anything it was that there is only one answer to a question like that you don't look a day over 35 Suspension and disbelief or whatever. Yes, but, totally. But That's Miranda... Just, I can't help but think of that stuff when it happens. Miranda says to... Miranda also, by the way, mentions her granddad. She's going to visit her granddad in Connecticut, which is one yeah. of the only times we ever hear anyone mention their family members. I yes. just want to mention that. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy if they never mentioned them again. But Miranda says, you can tell everything about a person by who their friends are. Do you think that's true? Um, you know when how When we were I watching feel. it, you said yes, or you I nodded said, or yes, something. yes, you can. Yeah. And I, I, I wondered, thinking... When you when I saw you nod or whatever you said, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I wonder if that's true. And then I was thinking about you guys and spending time with you guys and if people, you know, would judge me according to you. And I, I, I don't know. I think that is true. I, I think, think it's it, true. I think it's true. I've been in situations, um, and I won't mention specifics, but I've been in situations where I've had friends that have embarrassed me. Oh, right. and then I thought. Oh man! But see, that's that's the problem with it too, which is I think it is a more complicated answer. It is. It is. By, I mean, like, yes, you are judged by your friends, and in that moment where that person was embarrassing themselves and in right. turn embarrassing me, I was judged based on that. But I also still cared about that person right. and wouldn't just like drop them because right. yeah. they embarrassed Plus me. Plus, you have all kinds of friends. I mean, maybe what 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 we're saying here is like your you have your friends and then you have your, your best, best friends. friends. But like, yeah. I mean, what, what what they're saying is that was just the whole shout out. Thanks, uh-huh. guys. Um, uh, you know, like your best friends, like someone you've been friends with since you were little, or like mm-hmm. your BFF or whatever. Then I think that's kind of valid because it's someone you share your life with, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, not like Joe Schmo who you bring out to the club one right. night and he's right. kind of being an asshole. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think maybe it's more true to say that you can tell a lot by a person by who their maybe who their partner is, mm-hmm. their very best friends, and or the person they have decided to attach. Yeah, themselves have you ever to have you ever life? like had a friend and they start dating someone and then you think, oh, they're that kind of person, yeah. or like you see the kind of person mm-hmm. that. 
Absolutely. Maybe in a really shallow way, like attractiveness level. You see someone yes. who you think is a certain level of attractiveness, and they're dating someone who's either higher or lower, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's how they think of themselves yes. kind of thing? Oh, yes. interesting. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Yeah, there was this yep. one guy that, really, really gorgeous, cute guy who my brother and I knew, and um, he like got a boyfriend. His boyfriend was just... Not the most gorgeous mm-hmm. guy I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh my gosh, why in the world are they dating? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of guy that that guy goes mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. It was confusing. It well, confusing. I, you know what? I always I always think it's interesting. Actually, I noticed this on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. In, in scenes where they'll bring outside people in, like there's an episode where they bring the jocks in and they have to make the jocks over. Right. And like Alexis Mateo was like, this boy came over and he was so cute. Yeah. And like I didn't I didn't think the guy was that cute. Yeah. But it gave me insight into Alexis Mateo. I agree. To oh, sure. see what he thought was cute she, and what yeah. he, she thought yeah. and what the spectrum was. Yeah. That gives a lot of insight into it. I think so too. And Alexis Mateo is so, so Pretty and sweet, and yeah. It's just that pageant. Oh, queen. this is a this is a. I I can think of several examples of this. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. And Alec, I know that mm-hmm. you are pretending like that RuPaul's Drag Race thing was like organic, but what I really know is that you're trying to avoid talking about Carrie's wrap up for her storyline. Oh my god! Well, we don't even have. To, well, let's talk about Samantha's wrap up. First. We <laughs> yeah, don't have yeah, to do yeah. We don't have to go there yet. The fat, Samantha, fat so, from her butt oh, to her so face. Line. Yeah. So ass to mouth. Ass avoid, to mouth. avoid. Yeah. Um, so Ew. that's a thing, honey. That's a porn thing, and don't I know shame it is. And people it's not, who like it. No, I'm just saying it's Are not butt safe. <laughs> I will butt shame because I don't want to eat fecal matter. Is all I'm oh, saying. Oh, now I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. So Samantha, uh, based yeah. on she runs into some dumb <laughs> cockeyed bitch <laughs> who looks like a car- bad carbon copy of Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> And she, I got a fat from my own. From my own. She took, <laughs> she took fat from her tush. My <laughs> Samantha, Monica, look at you. You look amazing, don't I? It's the work. I had a fat from my ass injected into my face, and look, like a baby's bottom. Unbelievable, isn't it? Fat from my own ass. Oh, and the best part is, is you get to eat like a pig before, fatten up your ass, and then a week later, it's in your face. Gotta go. Bye. Um, so she tells Samantha. It's such a hilarious. I'd like to read that scene because conversation. Yeah. It's like, hi, kind of Melanie. You look great, or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I know I look great. You see, I ate as much as I wanted. Got fat on my ash and shoved in my fish. Goodbye. Like that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's the they don't catch up on anything. No, so basically, French. She just walks up, and says, "Don't I look amazing?" Yeah. and then walks away. <laughs> and Samantha stares her reflection. That's it. In fact, it's I kind of really wanted to watch it again. She it's basically really said, we like, will watch "I want to memorize it." Doing in an active yes. class next week. You want to look good, get that fat where you duty at, yeah. and put it right <laughs> so in your Eat that Big Mac. This also promotes bad um, medical like, knowledge. Bad saying ass that, to like, mouth. If you eat if you eat some ass to mouth, if you eat a Big Mac, the fat's just going to go straight to your ass. She eat all Not that Big Not anywhere Macs? else. <laughs> Are you still laughing at that that? Artist thinks she eats my all night Big Mac. Um, <laughs> hello, hello. That was my sister. That was you before, yes. I'm sorry. Season six, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But yes, yeah, so this woman tells Samantha that 
She's had fat from her ass injected into her face. Yeah. And Samantha can do it, too. So Samantha decides to do it. And she tells the girls about it when they're all hanging out. And when Carrie's wearing her rainbow um, knee socks. <laughs> and I also noticed something that I realized is a an SJP as Carrie acting meme. Oh. Which is that Carrie is constantly taking a really tiny sip of wine and and concurrently lifting an eyebrow. Oh, I love her eyebrow lift. She I mean, we all know her eyebrow lift, but She's what great. I'm talking about is specifically place. taking that meaningful sip right. of a glass of wine, the tiniest sip, right. such that I'm guessing the only amount of liquid she got was enough to coat her tongue. Do you think that's a continuity thing for acting though for take after take after Probably. take? Probably. not really sipping and, it. But whatever yeah. it is, it's delicate and it's decadent. Yeah. yeah. And it's Seamless and flawless I in a moment that raises. is very carry. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, someone asks her a question and she takes that sip and just hmm, lifts that eyebrow. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's Carrie. That's yeah. Carrie in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and that happens. And anyway, Samantha goes to the doctor and is like, thanks for injecting the fat from where I duty at into my yeah. face. And the doctor, and she's like, what else can you do? And he's like, and he takes his pen and marks all over her body. So she goes, looks like a free. Yeah, here's, here's what I would fix. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, It's terrible. And Samantha's horrified. I know, right? Noija. And Samantha's horrified at how bad she looks all just And that's it. That's the end of her storyline. I mean, even having... I, I think the first time I saw the episode, I mean, I feel like you see that coming because you don't see her, you see only her back before he, like, yes. pretends to ride on her yes. or whatever kind of thing. I've watched that scene over and over again, yeah. watching him not ride on her. Yeah. The She's end. It's already there. So, the end. So we'll table that for Alec. another, probably another couple seasons before Samantha goes back to... That's, that's right. right. Alec, I'm making you do it. Ass. What right. happens so to Carrie? I, sometimes I things it. are so awkward that I can't look at the TV right. and that I cover my ears, and this was one of those scenarios. Alec looked like he was watching a horror film yeah. when he was watching this it was. Episode. It's really the most difficult thing to watch in the, in the series. And um, so what happens is, you know, Carrie's dating Ben. Things are going very well. Uh, Things are going has, perfectly. Yeah, perfect. it's it's perfect. She stayed over at his place. He's going to take off for a soccer match. He let her... He, uh, she let him poke it in. Yes. and it had um, sex. And he's going to take off for a soccer game, but he's going to let her stay at his place right. while he goes out. I'll be so right be back. I'll be back in two hours. A couple hours, yeah. And uh, Carrie loses it. She loses it. She really zone. does. She's so convinced that there's got to be something wrong with there's this guy. There's got to be. That she begins rifling through his shit. Like, like a crazy bag lady with a cigarette between her teeth. Right. Like, like a crazy homeless bag And yeah. also... I mean, I guess it's 99, so it's different, but but I would not ever light up a cigarette. I mean, I don't smoke. Getting smoke like, all over all of this yeah. stuff. Come on. But also, like, are, if we're going to be rifling, rummaging through his shit, like, even his underwear drawer, are we at least going to, like, like not, not toss it across the room? Because you're going to have to put that shit you, back and fold it just how it was. You've got to where it's going to go. Yeah. Come on. But, but we all know that Carrie is... The frightening woman whose fear ate her sanity. That's how she describes the old it classic. Later. So, so I what, guess that's why she's not paying attention. But what, like, what ends up happening is she's going through his closet. She finds this uh, this little um, well, like contraption, a cedar little box, like yeah. a wooden box. And uh, she's like, got a nail file. And she's, she's assuming inside it. is like some spank me porn or something, right? Yes, because that uh, would be so horrible. She grabs this letter opener. She's trying to pry it open. 
then of course standing on the bed, cigarette dangling cigarette off. Cigarette of in lips. her teeth like a crazy person. Like a of course, Ben has returned early because he was he wanted to spend the day with her. He wanted to hang. Wow, with her. you really what a fucked guy. it up, Carrie. And she's just standing there, and he's he a freak now. Bitch. What are you doing? And I will say, I do appreciate this about the scene. I feel like in other shows, he might have looked at her and seen her in that moment and the scene would have ended there yeah. but he actually makes her answer for what she's yeah. done which makes it Touché. all the more awkward yeah. um, he says what are you doing and and I, I was actually really curious to hear what her answer was because yeah. I haven't seen this episode a lot I couldn't remember it and she just says I don't know yeah. um, and then I think she goes on to further yeah she goes I, I just I, I just I, thought I'd find something uh-huh. freaky and um, which like completely out of context. I mean, he has not been with her this whole episode like we have. This whole episode, they they've been talking. Well, they about did have that freaks. conversation. He and Carrie oh, I guess about they did. being yeah. freaks. So a little they bit. Did. Girls are freaks. It. Guys are freaks. Yeah. So I mean, Jesus, cut her some slack, dude. You know, no, no, freak. no. I'm not no. saying that um, at all. But so you know, I mean, she basically says, "I guess I should go," and and. Fucking just knife right in the heart. Yeah, he says. Yeah, even when he shows her that it was his bear cub scout badges or whatever. Part of me was like, you don't owe her an explanation. You don't. No, you sure don't. No, kind of thing. Sure don't. It was just like two adults being like, "Wow, you're a lunatic," and she's like, "I know, I definitely am." And they kind of sit there in each other's like embarrassing. I mean, kudos to Carrie for just going. I fucked it up royally. I'm gonna get out because usually Carrie's the first person to like. I don't know whine about her, but I still feel like I mean victimhood. she got okay, got her come up and so whatever. But I still wanted to. I, don't get me wrong, I love Carrie Bradshaw so much, but like I wanted her to feel. We all do, but she's selfish. I wanted her to feel punished more or something. I felt like she did that, but then she like kind of learned her lesson. But then she's like, oh well, that's just life in Manhattan, and then stomps away. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like, a yeah. really good point because the, the ending voiceover. This, I'm like this ain't get, about Manhattan. Like when we get right, right. after. She's yeah. like, I guess we just have to find. Another freak who will pat our three heads and love us just the same. It's and like, no, no, no. We have Manhattan. I'm you like, have to, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. You have to stop being a motherfucking crazy person. Right. Who's searching through shit. Right. Do you, uh, you know, do you guys think that it's uh, generally true that all is fair in love and war? What? Mm. Because in some ways. Are you talking about Angelina Jolie shit? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you mean. Well, what I mean is, uh, you know, are I, you saying like crazy behavior, cheating on someone is okay? No, you're not cheating. I think. Well, you go ahead. No, no, no please. Well, please, I just think what you're getting at when people say all is fair in love and war, I think what they mean is, I think what they're generally referring to is, uh, you know, oh, my friend likes a guy, but he and I like each other. Well, you know. The heart wants what it wants. All's fair in love and war. Like if and you, and I think it's also just more that when when it's you know love might be too strong a word, but it's like infatuation or attraction sometimes makes you do crazy things. Yeah, oh, I never equated that phrase with something like that. Oh really? I don't think I agree with it. I, yeah. don't, I don't know though. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I agree with it. Yeah. I'm just saying that sometimes yeah, right. people you think say it's that. all fair. Yeah. Okay, it's all fair. <laughs> I mean, um, I think. Here, you know, I think I think love does make you behave in maybe not hyper crazy ways like Carrie, but ways that you might not otherwise. But I recently read someone say that like your the creepiness of your behavior towards someone as far as like how you're stalking them or like you're whatever 
is directly related, is directly proportional to how much they like you back. What that means is, like, if you, if you're, like, clicking like on everything that they post on Facebook, or if you're, like, if, if, if the person doesn't like you back at all, it's fucking creepy. Yes. If they're, I understand what you're saying, yes. If they are, are, love you too, it's adorable. And there is no dip, there is no, there is nothing other than okay. how much they like you or don't like you that uh-huh. qualifies what your, your behavior is, is directly measured by whether or not they like you. Okay. Like, you're a creeper or you're adorable and it just depends on whether they like you or not. Got it. <laughs> Have you guys ever fucked up something early on like fucked up a date early um, on like have you ever been the freak um and then it's just like oh man i really fucked i up. fell down in front of you early in our relationship that really fucked it up oh gosh there was that one guy i think i don't know if i told you about this cat there was this guy that i randomly met and he was sweet and fine and I was looking I was madly in love with someone last year like crazy and like like not not cigarette between my mouth like freaking out going through his stuff kind of thing but a guy that I really really liked and I wasn't completely over him and I was looking for kind of like a distraction I guess um which isn't fair to this other guy whatever but I randomly come across this guy and we go out for dinner I wasn't a date I didn't pay no you know like he didn't pay like we just went out, got to know each other, and then I left town, or I wasn't in town or something for a little while, and I got back, and after a few days, um, he was texting me, like, when are we going to see each other again, whatever, and I texted him back, and I it was a, it, I decided to be just completely honest, and I was like, hey, like, you know, I don't think I want to see you again, because, like, you know, I, I think you're looking for something more, and I'm still not over this guy, and it wasn't fair to me, whatever, and the response I got back was the most scathing text I've ever. Like, do I and remember this? You might he have He said something like, I should have known you were just another... That, yeah, I remember uh, this. ...stupid actor who doesn't know how to function in the yes. real world. And like went on this whole speech about Jesus. how I should have known you don't know how things are because you think the world revolves around you because you're a dumb actor <gasps> or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, I can't believe he said that. And that clearly was about him and not you. Yeah, Usually I, people's yeah. super strong reactions I waited while I responded. I was like, I'm, I, I'm like, that was pretty harsh. But I'm really sorry you feel that way. That wasn't my intention at But all. that was kind of him being XOXO, some situation. dumb actor who doesn't have a function <laughs> yeah. in the real world. Yeah, that's him That's him overreacting and, and reacting to you as though you were every past relationship with every actor he'd ever had. Yeah. Maybe they were crazy. So I feel like may- maybe I fucked. I, I, I no, no, no. I you got out clean. You. Dodged a bullet. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's a really good example of him fucking things up early. Yeah, as far as I like, you like, could have maybe been friends. I feel like in situations I've been a carry, but I've also been carried before. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah like I totally. haven't walked in on someone like, mm-hmm. um, but I have had people guys who went a little crazy and freaked me out a little bit and then i think i've been a freak out before yeah i think i've done that before i think that's fair i think we all do that yeah i could give you a whole long specifics but that's another podcast (laughs) yeah it is Um, and by the way i'd like to to just say that uh we forgot last episode to share like a sexual secret but I'm also oh. in favor of abolishing that because I don't want to share 22 no, sexual secrets either. or however Forget many it. motherfucking episodes. <laughs> I mean, you can share one. Feel free. Share a sexual secret? Yeah, yeah. because I Daniel listened to the decided last episode that, yet. Yeah, well, we didn't in... we. Oh, well, we... So so the first episode of season two, we had Daniel on. Yeah. And he, we all shared a sexual secret. And Daniel's 
Daniel's idea? Yeah. Or, yeah, it was, it was like, look, every episode you share a sexual secret. I'm like, well, that means 22 episodes or whatever. 22 sexual secrets for Alex. Like I'm not sure I have that many. Is it like a sex story? Or oh, like a, because yeah. I was like, at some point, those are going to become, like, really fucked up. Like, <laughs> not that I mean I have those, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm not doing that. So, okay, so but you, feel free, you want a Matthew. sex secret? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the, Abby got out scot-free, but if she gets oh, on she? the podcast again, then. The, real quick, there was this one, there was this guy who sweet sweetest thing sexiest thing and he came over one night and he came over huh yeah he was wearing a candy thong (gasps) oh boy like like actually made of candy yes was it like candy like the candy necklaces the ones that i've seen in the stores yes it's exactly like that and it was like fun and sexy but like i couldn't stop giggling because it was so ridiculous because like you know he's like (laughs) sauntering over like wearing and it probably didn't cover the dick all that well i'll show you the picture but but, um sweet guy but he he left left the candy thong there when he left, and it's still in my room. Oh my god! And I, I, for the next few days, I still had like candy. What's the expiration date? On I don't that know. Dick There's candy. like candy in my bed for the rest of the week, and I <gasps> tweeted something like, "I was it was like a subtweet, like kind of cryptically, but I said like, you know, it's been a good week when you like find keep finding candy in your bed." And the responses I got on Twitter, you know, it's like 14 year old girls who watch a Disney Channel, yeah, like, like mm, left over Halloween candy. Mm, I love candies. What yeah, kind? Candy. And I was like, dick candy. <laughs> <laughs> That butt candy. <laughs> Sexual secret. All 14-year-old Disney girls are like, I love candy. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, candy covered in dirt. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a great sweet, one. Sweet candy I love it. Now they all know. Yeah. Whoever's next guest has to top that. Top that. Oh, you know who the next guest is? Is That it? old Ricky Middlesbrough. Yes. Oh, oh. He just texted me. He's texting he me right now. He just texted us. Because he must be listening to episode one because he said, I ha- saw a homeless woman taking a shit, which is <laughs> which is something I said in episode one, that taffy pole, which is something we were talking, we were talking about that homeless man who took it, who was jumping around with his dick flopping <sighs> everywhere when oh you and God. I and Daniel saw Have your you movie watched, downtown. Have you guys watched Queers Folk before? No. Never, but I'm you know, not it's sure on is, Netflix it, is it now. worth it? I saw that. And you know, Del, Del Shores was a writer on it for a while. I didn't and know I've always that. wanted to watch it. And every Del now and then Shores. I checked Dex- Netflix to see if it's on there. And it was randomly on there last night. And I watched the first two episodes. And I'm looking forward to watching more oh, of it. Fun. But I was thinking about, and I wanted to bring this up to you guys. I don't know if on camera or on mic or whatever about this, but like they use the phrase. Um, uh, and this, I don't know if you guys are freaking out and think this is gross. I think this phrase is really, really gross. And I wanted to talk about it. Oh my god! But they're saying a guy's like pulling on his pud. I've heard what that the before. fuck? <laughs> Hold on, what's a pud? Yeah. Someone enlighten pod. me. It's just. I'll like, show you. Is it a is it a flaccid penis? Is it flaccid? Flaccid. <laughs> I th- I think I'm gonna Google pud right now and see what. This is, oh see what god, happens. this could be dangerous. I, my understanding it's that like you know it's, if you're playing along at home. Google pud. It's like that meaty tuck. It's like that. It's like it's like that dick. Yeah. That's like you know pretty healthy dick that you're tugging on it and getting it all warmed is up. Is it I hope hard my yet? Never hear this. I, I don't think it is. Okay, because that's what I don't. I don't understand. Like, is it Your just pud. like a chub, like a chubby? Is it like is it a hard dick or a soft okay, dick? Okay, pu- pud didn't work. I'm gonna try pulling on pud. Pulling on try, pud. Try queer pud rockers. <laughs> TGI pud days. Urban Dictionary. Try pud. You of were mud. pulling your pud the other pulling night. Pulling the pud. As soon oh, as it finished, I had to go upstairs and pull the pud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is pud like the jism? No, no pud's I think just, it's the pud's dick. Just, just your cock. Oh. Just that. Just that. 
Damn, oh, just like tugging on your pud, pud yeah. chewing cock. the cud. That pud. Oh god! Oh, now I know I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> I love my. Pud. This episode is off the rails. My putty, it... my putty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We've just, we've oh, just man, violated so many children. Wow! Um, I'm just, I'm just laying, I'm letting it all hang out tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm being a real freak. Yeah, this freak you are. Show. You're such a freak. Woo! Who knew? That one of the worst episodes of Sex and the City, maybe the worst episode, could turn into mm. one of the best episodes of Carry On. Mm, it really carry was. On. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, you're thanks welcome. for listening. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You were talking to you're, Matthew. And you're I was, welcome. I was talking to our two fans. No, we have more. We know than two. a lot more about me after tonight. I know. Um, we love. We do love the people who listen. God bless you, honestly. Um, feel free to rate us and or comment on iTunes. It helps us out. Um, connect with us on Facebook, uh, Carry On Podcast, and on Twitter at Carry On Podcast. Uh, and we will respond. Like you could, the proof is in the pudding. Go to our Twitter right now. The proof You'll is in the it. pudding. <laughs> Oh God! I'm so I'm so flushed with blood. I'm just blood red blushed. Uh, yeah. So thanks, guys, for listening, and um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, I had a great time. Carry, carry on. on.